to Quirky Cooking Chats. This week we are heading out to Crater Mountain Coffee, a local coffee grower who is turning heads all over Australia and the world coffee scene and they live right near me. So we're here at Crater Mountain Coffee, beautiful views and they're working on um, sorting the coffee cherries over here. Good morning, Megan. Doing is we get to know every cherry by name. Oh, that's right. <laughs> when we used to drop cherries in the first couple of years, James would get really upset and say, "Every cherry's sacred." You know, yeah. Pick them all up off the floor. But, um, yeah, we are changing the tuna once you got more trees, right? Yeah, well, it's, you, you, how many trees would you have now? Um, these uh, we got about thirty thousand trees, wow. but we'll harvest this year probably only from about seven thousand in my first paddock. Um, and then yeah in future years so every year we go up by about fivefold in production because it takes um you know it takes about four or five years for the for the trees to get full maturity and every year i've been planting about ten thousand trees so you know it's, it's awesome. uh, two sacks i'm not i'm Amazing. already down here i need actually another hand down here So what do you have to get rid of? All the overripe ones? These are overripe. Over right, under under right, right, and then the semi-ripe. Leaves yeah. and things. So this yep. is awesome. And then over yeah. there, they're making up um, some ferments. Oh. So you here is the Australian Barista Chan <laughs> from Canberra. And um, so you guys have been working on um, making awesome coffee together hey we're trying yeah Hugh and these guys from Christian Hansen the yeast suppliers have been oh. um supplying us some really interesting cultures to ferment the coffee with oh, okay yeah but yeah Emil's all the way up from Denmark over there to help us out ah. so he's in charge of the is the, the, the chief scientist the... today okay getting all the okay. ferment set up So the ferments are done in the barrels? Yep. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so that one has got the non-saccharomyces yeast in there. And it it's already like, smells like coffee. It smells like it's fermenting. Yeah. It's almost got like a... So what kind of yeast? It's a, a pickier. Okay. Pickier yeast. It's a non-saccharomyces. It doesn't produce any alcohol. Just that one. Oh yeah, different, yeah. Smells you can really, yeah, it's just sort of beans, not yeah. coffee yet. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas this one's already smelling like coffee. So how how long was it in here? I forgot. These have only gone in here. These have only been in here since sort of midday today. And how long do they stay for? About five to seven days. Five to seven days, okay. Maybe even eight or beyond. Yeah. We sort of and I guess having the um, added cultures just really speeds up the whole process and makes it Controls consistent. It. It's more about controlling the fermentation so yeah. that you get um, really nice flavours coming through. Because if you 
if you get kind of wild bacteria yeast that can create sometimes sort of unwanted yes. flavors and rotten flavors or and so here we're just controlling it with um, really good bacteria that keep it nice and clean, protect yeah. it from unwanted fermentation and, yeah. um, and produce flavour as well. Interesting. Okay, thank you. So interesting. Have you guys been to Far North Queensland before? Yeah. You and... I came up here earlier in the year. Yeah. Not when we were picking or anything, just more to visit. Yeah. Carlo used to come to the milk factory when we made oh, cheese here. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah. in the old days of Melanda Milk. Yeah. We every year. We supply Mungali Creek. All their, oh, okay. Mungali. All their cultures yeah. have come out. Oh, there you Mungali. go. Yeah. Well, they do good. Yeah. They make nice meters, products. I reckon. Yeah. yeah. I think this is speeding us up. Oh, I think so. So um, you're working on using different probiotic strains Dif different to ferment, cultures. is that right? So different different yeast and bacteria. Okay. And so we've tried everything, like these guys have got us some really interesting wine yeast and bacteria that we're using, these guys from Christian Hansen. Okay. But we've also experimented with other manufacturers, we've imported koji yeast from Japan and, uh, and, the, and, right, and we grow there. the koji on the coffee. So what's the koji yeast yeah. exactly? It's um, just a, a special yeast strain from Japan that they use to make like um, soy sauce, mirin, like it's used yeah. in a lot of Japanese So it's spores that they put on rice. Right, right. That'll do. So what gave you the idea to use that on coffee? Is this The it? internet. <laughs> <laughs> the internet and Vitaly, our mad scientist, he's not here at the moment. Oh, he's gone out to the harvester. Um, yeah, we, oh, we're just always looking at who's doing some interesting things with coffee around the world. Yeah. So, and people always trying different yeast. So before, we used to try everything. We'd go to the local brewing shop and we'd buy beer yeast, wine yeast, champagne yeast, cider <laughs> yeast, bread yeast. We tried everything. <laughs> Um, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, we didn't really, <laughs> we didn't really know what we were doing. You were having was, fun. <laughs> we were having fun. We didn't try just fermenting with what's on it, like just. Oh yeah, we did natural ferments, just yeah. using. Yeah, I remember talking to you about that a couple yeah. of years ago. Yeah. yeah. Actually, my honey process I really liked, and that was just using what's supplied in the in the wind and the clouds here. Yeah. And with with honey. No, it's no. called a honey oh, process because, because you know like when that. you pulp this, it's all slimy and, yeah. and sticky. Mm -hmm. And when you go and dry them, it, it gets this lovely, like honey sticky coating, yes. sort of sticky before it dries properly. So yeah, it's called honey process, but it's got nothing to do with honey as we know it. Okay. Um, but yeah, it can make a really, well, we thought it made a really nice job on our coffees. Yeah, I did like that one. Yeah. And so you're not doing that one now? Yeah, they just need the right weather conditions. If okay. we're going to have, so we're going into a week of rain, so I won't do any honey process. But if we have the right weather, I'll just put the pulp the cherries, put them in the sun, and let them dry, and see what happens. So it's it's just a nice tactile way of making coffee. It's pretty easy. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we've liked the results of this person. Uh, hold up. So when you've, when you've harvested the cherries, then they go through this process. 
Yep. And then what? how do you go from there? So, okay, so first thing from harvesting, we, we wash and density separate. Mm -hmm. So that, that floats away like a lot of sticks and leaves and busted cherries. Um, and then this is a second level of sorting that, um, that um, enables us to pick out a few green ones that have come through that, um, and, uh, and other leaves and stuff that have come through. Now why we're doing this hand sorting is um, because we're doing the, all these experiments on these Christian Hansen yeasts. So we want to make it sort of as clean as we can to put into the barrels to, to really test these cultures that they've, yeah. they've given yeah, us. So you get that, yeah, you, we should get a much higher quality out of this hand sorting process. Yeah. Yep. Um, Otherwise you get underripe, overripe, you get contamination, you get all sorts of stuff happening. I guess you you're trying know. to get it as um, even as Consistent. possible. Consistent. Yeah. 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 If you yeah. don't know what has gone into it, then you don't know why you might get a bad result. So. Yeah. Yes, all the variables like cooking a recipe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right, that's right. Making amazing coffee. Well, right. we're, we're trying. Yes. If, we can, if we can make something, you know, really interesting, unique and that's, that's pretty much your aim isn't it to oh, do yeah, something a bit different I'm, yeah i'm never going to be as big as those growers down at mariba and that yeah they're making you know tons every day but um yeah if i can make something interesting and yeah. Yeah. Anyway, she's, yeah. got, she's got better farmland anyway. Yeah, we've got nice oh, yes. countryside here. Better, yes. better growing conditions and then soon to have better varieties. Yeah. Ah, getting some new varieties. varieties. And and if even you uh, treat it well, then she can be very different. Yeah. Better machines coming to help sort it as well. Yeah, we can. Um, oh, yeah, I've purchased this machine from China that yes. should do this job we're doing now. Oh, that'll be Ooh. handy. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see if it works. Semi do. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and the other thing, when last time Hugh was here, he got really Still excited about growing coffee in the forest. So yes. not only have I got the coffee in the rose. Oh, if you want to get some video of the harvester. Yeah, it would be yeah. good. Is that another? Oh, no. Um, go over and, and get some video Let's of that. Let's get another few metres, I think. He's harvesting now. But, um, yeah, no, um, last time he was here, he said, why don't you plant some in the bush? So, yeah, we've got some coffee going in the forest as well. So oh, that'll have to good. be hand picked. Yep. But that'll be, you know, proper rainforest grown, shade yeah. grown. The real and thing. Quality a lot. Yeah, the yeah. coffee we've planted in there in the last couple of years, we've never watered it, never fertilised it, looks beautiful. Yeah, so, it's got all that natural mulch. Exactly, and, yeah. exactly. All that forest litter is um is really doing the thing for it. We've got no pests on this coffee. Uh, in Australia, we don't have any pests that have evolved to get a taste for the caffeine yet. Ooh. So um, yeah, so often you don't have you'll, to use... you'll see a little bite mark on the coffee, and the pest moves on to something more tasty. <laughs> it's it like no, nope, don't the, want the that. The natural bitterness of the caffeine they don't go for. So well, yeah, handy. it's good not to have to spray the coffee for with pesticides. That's so good. So how long does the whole process take? Uh, okay, trick so, question. Yeah. <laughs> so we're hoping today to harvest about two tons of coffee. Wow. Cherry. And that um, is going to take us probably... <laughs> Till <four> midnight. <laughs> 14 or 16 hours to sort it. Oh, wow. And to get it into the barrels. Yep. And then it will stay in the barrels for a week. Okay. Fermenting. And then we'll put it up in the greenhouse to dry. And it will probably be 20 days to dry. 
Okay. And then we do the milling, which takes the, the, the shell off. Uh -huh. By that stage, it's shell. It's not this wet skin anymore. And um, that can take, you know, another, well, just another few hours. But then you really want to let the coffee rest for a while. So between picking and first drinking, what is that, you reckon, four months here? Wow. Three months. Three months? Yeah. Okay. I mean, we can taste it earlier, but it's just not as um, not as good. Not so, as rich? or Yeah, uh, just the lose a bit flavors, of vibrancy. Yeah. Flavours aren't as clear and expressive. Yeah. It's a bit muddled in the flavour profile. Okay. So, um, yeah, so we're, yeah, but it's about like a, a month crudely between when it comes in from the paddock, after it's gone through its sorting, um, uh, fermenting, or yeah, fermenting and drying, um, and then we bag it up again and put it back in the shed, it's probably about a month. Okay. So, um, so then once it sits in the shed, then it's just there for a yeah, few months. Yeah, it just stabilises yeah. for a while. So then we'll try and use it um, sort of within six months. Do you do the roasting here? Months. I do some roasting here. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, or, you know, companies like Q, if the coffee's good enough, they'll, they'll buy the coffee as green beans and they'll roast it. And they've yeah. got people who you know roast some of the best coffees from all around the world so they really know what they're doing yes so that's is, where, where's your roaster uh roaster? we're based in canberra yeah okay so you do all that down there yeah and you we just, roast for people all over the world how did you get into all this uh i was doing it alongside uni so i was studying um uh, commerce and i didn't really know what i wanted to do and then <laughs> yeah found coffee and then wow. uni became less that. important <laughs> <laughs> i finished it but um well it's still now, useful yeah course. you know i've got a piece of paper <laughs> help me get a, a mortgage you know, uh, with unibank so i guess there's my there tangible benefit there you go <laughs> <laughs> but yeah heroes travel all over the world on different working doing this sort of stuff on different farms different experiments on different farms that's how you find the good stuff that's it that's it so, yeah, yeah. so most coffee farms in right, australia don't go to this level of detail so most coffee farms don't do the you know the sorting that we do mm. certainly not the hand sorting a lot of them don't even do the machine sorting really Okay. Now they just put it all in together and, and, and ferment it. Frogs and all. all together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Frogs and all. They have found but, tiny um, frogs before. But if that you don't really have, uh, have the ability to grow a high, like a really high quality product, then putting in effort like this isn't I see. Worth it wouldn't it. be worth it. Yeah. You can't put enough quality onto it to make it. So how do you grow a high quality product? Is that the... Um, it's like the terroir sort of thing, so where you are. The combination of soil aspect i've got deep basalt soils here but this is the edge of mount yeah. melanda the old volcano that uh -huh. was erupting up here ten thousand years ago so you've so got, got the right location deep basalt soils <laughs> also slower ripening and yeah a bit of altitude can help yep so. and when you were talking about growing in the rainforest earlier so does it like shade yeah, yeah. so yeah. ethiopia is sort of where coffee started essentially and you just find it all in wild rainforests and jungles and everything. Ah. It's all under canopies being taken care of and sheltered by that. So, so it's like the vanilla we were just talking about. It's yeah, similar, exactly. very similar. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Grows well in that area. So if you give it a happy life, then it'll give you happy flavour. Because you'd think Mariba coffee would be so different 
Yeah, well, it is quite different. I mean, it's the same variety, actually. But in, is in it grown? But it's, it's, so it's got lower altitude. It hasn't got yeah. as um, selective processing. It'll um, ripen a lot faster. That's what I was yeah. thinking, hotter. Yeah, because it's, yeah, exactly. And it's not under the rainforest. So the no. coffee like builds up sugars during the day and they store them during the night. So when you get those cooler nights, you have more of them. And then that's storing more. So you get a denser bean and you get more intense flavor and sweetness. Uh -huh. Better quality acid. So if you go really low grown coffee, you don't get a very clean flavor profile and a very distinctive flavor profile. Um, and you get these wafery, nutty, sort of low quality finish. Um, yeah. That you have to try and, you know, you're trying to put essentially make up on the coffee to try and make it taste good. <laughs> processing. So, so you, the roasting, they try to make up for it there? Uh, that, no, I mean like, yeah, trying, people trying to flavor their coffee. Oh yes. Do anything they can to obscure its, its real they'll, identity. They'll also roast it a lot darker, won't they? Those lesser That's quality coffees. Yeah. Just to try and... Yeah, close down any expression of the farm, it. essentially. <laughs> yeah. The old Italian roast, you know, it's... Um, a lot of people really enjoy that up here. Yeah, you know? And if yeah. you're adding, like, loads of milk and sugar to your it's got coffee... Another few meters, okay. That's true. You know, yeah, you get away with it. You would recommend really good coffee black right <laughs> oh yeah, yeah yeah that's right if um if i go to a cafe that i don't know yeah um, and i don't know the coffee i'll have a cappuccino where there's lots of milk to hide any potential <laughs> and then flavors. you and then you decide if you want to try it like <laughs> when people visit the farm i make them drink it black here yeah and so many people go oh but i don't drink black coffee yeah so well just taste it you want to get the real flavor the exactly or do you want to taste milk yeah and so um yeah we we, we I sort of go back and forth because I do love both. But there are, oh, there's nothing oh, I drink milk better than on I... the weekends all the time. Yeah. It's like a dessert, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. When it's done right, it's super yeah. sweet. Yeah. yeah. So, we've only got so five drums. Let's go a few more meters, I reckon. We only got 1,100 kilos to go today. To Woo! How much? 1,100. You'll be done in no time. Are we only halfway? Uh, no. Not even. Well, it may be yep. in terms of processing, but not in terms of the sorting. Ooh. <laughs> and what are you doing here? Oh, we just, uh, this is just another place for sorting to spread a sort uh, out. Okay. So yep. This is where we were going and while the um, conveyor wasn't working today, <laughs> we, uh, we were here. Okay. But um, the conveyor has actually made it faster. Oh, that's good. But, um, yeah, I like that. Yeah. yeah. So you go from here to the... Here into the barrels. So into the barrels. making up the... With secret concoctions. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, and here's the mix master. Okay. Fermenter. Okay. Brewer. <laughs> I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> mushroom, mushroom man. Mushroom man. Are you a biologist? <laughs> is that your, Emma, is that your training? I'm a food scientist. Like, oh, food scientist. I focus on microbiology yeah, right, okay. and fermentation of yeah. beverages in, yeah. in particular. Like, and so you've been all the time with um, uh, Christian Hansen? Since you graduated, have you been with Christian Hansen for a long time? Yeah, and I also did the master thesis with Christian Hansen actually. Yeah, right. On, on wine, often. Uh, the wine man. There you go. Coffee is much less glamorous than what he normally gets to work on. <laughs> and beer as well. But even more complex than this. Even more interesting, right? 
Is it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, coffee. no, no. I mean the, uh, the coffee. The coffee. Yeah. He's saying the coffee is more interesting. Oh, you're saying the coffee is more, more interesting. More, more complex. I've got with whiskey, you got really interesting. <laughs> so, how did you get started with coffee? Well, I've always been a coffee drinker. My dad used to bring coffee down from PNG, and um, so I grew up at Melanda. And uh, yeah, we had a, a little coffee tree on the farm, and. Uh, my sister and I heard there was 43 beans in a, in a cup of coffee. And so we tried to make our own coffee. It tasted dreadful. But um, I don't know, that just sort of, you know, it, it, something sparked inside me. But then I did um, 20 years in the mining industry and I just wanted to come back and do something in agriculture and this was the perfect place to grow coffee. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so here we are. Love it. <laughs> No, a whole lot of, yeah, but I think, you know, being an engineer has helped a little bit, but you know, the, the science and the, um, it's like the precision that's yeah. required is, has been really quite surprising. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot to it, as Emil said, you know, there's a lot to, to making good quality coffee that, that I'm still learning. I'll be learning forever, I reckon. Just keep getting better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Every year's got to be better than the last, doesn't yeah. it? It's got, every season's got to be better than the last. and. Keep improving, so yeah. that's, that's our goal here. Yeah. So, Exciting. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, my family home is not far from where you Is it? So you, you went to school here, you raised here, born and raised yeah, here? Yeah, yeah, born in Atherton, um, went to primary school in Melanda, then I went away to boarding school, then I um, went to college and did 20 years in Western Australia and overseas in the mining industry, and then the call of the, the mist and the drizzle of the Atherton table. <laughs> there it oh, is, guys. Back it's back. We had some sunshine before, but the mist and drizzle is back. Beautiful coffee. Last year or the year before, I had some baristas from Cairns come up and help pick and process coffee. But we were a lot smaller then, so, you know, we, we did sort of a morning of picking and then sorted out 100 kilos afterwards. But now... Wow. That still seems yeah, an awful like lot. Tons. <laughs> yeah, tons. <laughs> so, guys, if you want to come and no, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you do tours though, don't you? Um, yeah, first I'm trying to do the first Sunday of every month. Okay. So Sunday morning, just to keep everyone together, and I explain the coffee process, and we cut some coffees, and uh, yeah, I've got coffee available for sale, and people can understand what we're trying to do up here. So. Ah, that's good. So they can just go onto your website to book that. Yeah. Uh, they just turn up first Sunday morning of the oh, month. There you go. So just turn up. There's a few farms in Upper Barron. There's the mushroom place down there. Um, Golden Oak Mushrooms okay. off Clarenbell Road. They, they do it on the same morning. And um, Albatross Farm, which is a little organic fruit and veg store between here and Atherton. So we all sort of do it in the same morning um, every oh, month. Nice. And then people can do their little Sunday morning drive, get their coffee, mm -hmm. their mushrooms, their veggies. I love it. Do you have a time, a certain time you start or? Um, I only do it between 10 and 12. Okay. But the other guys do it between nine and one. Okay. So it's um, yeah, slightly longer window for them. But... 10 to 12, first Sunday of the month. There we so, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's good fun. You'll find the address on the website. Yeah. It's actually a really nice way of connecting people. Yeah, it is. It's great. I need to have it in a compressed time because other people can you know, oh, yeah. say, oh, can I come out? And you don't want to say no, but there's so many things going on. You just end up hanging out and chatting all day, like with like with me, you know. <laughs> I am helping. Helping a little bit. India's helping. Here we are. Coffee 
trees all in rows along here. There's another lot in the rainforest. And the harvesters working away here. I'll just show you the um, coffee growing on the tree. That beautiful big plump cherries, they look so good. interesting to see how much work goes into a good cup of coffee.